We're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, and we're going to read beginning in verse 22. We're going to read down through verse 25. Hallelujah. This is what it reads like. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. You ever uh, had to deal with something contrary? I've, I've dealt with some contrary people, Brother Travis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is the Spirit. And they cried out for fear. Let's pray. Father God, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you, God, for this service what we felt, God, in our hearts during the worship. We thank you, God, for those that are here. We pray for those that can't be here today for sickness and whatever the reasons. I'm asking for your anointing right now to rest upon me, to cause me to deliver the word you have given, that everybody might feel uh, uh, from you, God, and know what you would have them uh, to have today. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. By the grace of God, I want to speak to you on a subject titled today, The Revealing Nature of Life's Storms. The Revealing Nature of Life's Storms. Uh, this message is really tied in to the series that I, I, I recently completed about uh, when life is hard, if you remember that, I preached three or four series of sermons, and uh, this this is kind of connected to that. Uh, we're going to be talking about that today, the revealing nature of life's storms. Uh, I've got three pictures that I pulled off the internet, and um, I'd like for him to uh, put up play the hit the first one right now you see that 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 right there is the remains of an old tree uh in the news that i read it says ancient oak and pine trees as old as five thousand years old the remains of a forest in a welch beach is washed away the ancient forest was covered in peat before eventually being swallowed by the sea. Uh, rising from the beach in a surreal seascape, hit another picture, brother. The remains of these ancient trees have been revealed by the storms. Thought to date back to the Bronze Age, the Shanghai stumps became visible for the first time when the peat which once covered them 
was washed away in a torrential rain and waves, pounding the shore and washed away much of the beach. There's one more. Hit the hit the last one. This lady's out there taking a picture. These stumps is all that's left of an ancient forest that nobody knew ever existed. And if it wasn't for a series of storms that come in that that cleared the area, they never would have known that it ever been there. And this lady's taking a picture of some of these stumps with her her cell phone. That's why I want to speak to you today on the subject, the revealing nature of life storms. Anybody here uh, old enough to know Charlie Brown? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not alone. I used to like to watch Charlie Brown. Uh, and uh, the one that Lu- uh, little Lucy always called a blockhead. Well, there was a uh, uh, one of the shows that old Charlie built a beautiful sandcastle. Uh, and Charlie Brown worked hours on this sandcastle. And then as he f- completed everything and, uh, and got everything done, he just sat back there with pride and he stands back and he looks at it and just filled with pride, pride and said, it's wonderful, it's wonderful. But just as he was admiring uh, the hard work and uh, the sandcastle that he had uh, uh, built there on, on the beach, um, a storm comes up and blows over all his sandcastle. Now he's standing there with his beautiful masterpiece where it used to be, now on just level sand, saying to himself, I know there's a lesson to be learned in this, but I'm not exactly sure what it is. Hallelujah. I've been there. I don't know about you. Amen. That I, I go through a storm. I go through something in my life. And, uh, and, and, and sometimes you think, Lord, is there a lesson in this? What are you, what are you, what are you trying to show me? The first thing that I want to um, uh, tell you today, amen, and I'd like to share with you, is that everybody has storms in their life. Amen. Brother, um, uh, uh, Brother Darrell did a, a fantastic job teaching this morning. I only caught, as I do uh, every Sunday, just the tail end. But, but he, he made some comments uh, kind of similar to this uh, that uh, gave me some confirmation. I want you to know that everybody has storms. In fact, many of you this morning, there's some people in the house today, I feel in my spirit that the clouds have already gathered around you. Many of you, perhaps, are are in the worst storm of your life right now, even while I'm speaking. But what I want you to realize is, uh, amen, everybody has them. You are not alone. Uh, Amen. Sometimes we get to thinking there's not nobody, amen, going through what I'm going through right now. Hallelujah. But everybody goes through these things. We all have to deal with them. In fact, Jesus said uh, in the fifth chapter of Matthew uh, that uh, um, he makes the sun to rise on both the good and the bad uh, and that he sends the rain on the just and the unjust alike. Anybody remember that scripture? Hallelujah. So you can see storms, problems, difficulties, and trials come to all of us. 
There are no exclusions. Nobody's excluded. Amen. They come to everybody. Hallelujah. Just because you're a believer doesn't mean you're going to be excluded from the storms of life. Hallelujah. Amen. They're going to come. Amen. If you're not going through one now, you're going to go through one, uh, one soon. Hallelujah. Amen. And then after that and so with you, you're going to have a period of sun, uh, sunlight. Uh, amen. And good weather. Hallelujah. And as I preach and get more and more anointed, I'm going to get more and more louder, and he's going to have to cut the thing more and more down. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I want you to understand what I'm saying today. Uh, amen. That the storms, amen, is going to come to all of our lives. Hallelujah. But storms of life reveal some things. Storms have a way of uncovering things. Like I showed you that, that story of that news article that I read about, about how that one storm uncovered, amen, that old ancient, amen, a, a forest, amen. Storms have a way of revealing things. Hallelujah. And you might just stop and think sometimes, amen, when you're going through something hard and you're going through a storm of life, amen, you might just want to ask, Lord, are you trying to reveal something, amen, to me, about me? Hallelujah. I believe that there's at least four things that storms will reveal about our inner nature. There's more than that, but, I mean, you know, I know some of you want to get home before the chicken you got cooking in the oven burns, so I won't talk about them all. But there's at least four things that storms reveal about our nature. Amen. The storms in our life uh, reveals our source of faith, our strength of our commitment, the level of our maturity, and the measure of our, what I would call, teachability. Now, God uh, laid this upon my heart, and I pray that you will bear with me, hallelujah, because I want to talk about these things individually. Amen. Because it's important that when we are going through some kind of storm, amen, just like the disciples was that night on, on, on the boat by themselves out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, amen, Jesus was still on the shore. There they was in the middle of the sea, amen, there in, uh, 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 while Jesus was back on shore, they was in the middle of it all. Sometimes we feel like that we're in the middle of a storm and we're all alone, that nobody's there. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but I want you to stop, amen, for today and begin to think about this, church. Amen. When you're going through a storm, try to consider, amen, what this storm might reveal about your inner being. Number one, the storms will reveal and it will uncover the source of my faith. Hallelujah. Amen. When I go through a storm, amen, and that thing is strong, and that storm becomes like a hurricane force, amen, and I'm being battered by the wind and by the waves on every side. Hallelujah. If I, will, if I, if I can just, uh, amen, focus myself, that storm that I'm going through, amen, will reveal the true source of my faith. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, 
Apostle Paul told them, he said, My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a source of faith. Where does your source come from of the faith that you have? Is your if there's a source of your faith, your pastor, then you need to get chain sources. Hallelujah. If your source of faith, amen, is anything else or anything other, amen, than God and His Word, you need to change sources. Hallelujah. Paul said, now, he said, I didn't come to you using enticing words of man's wisdom, even though he could have. He was a smart, educated man. Hallelujah. If you study, amen, the ministry of Paul and the ministry of Peter, you'll find their ministries are two different ministries. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul, amen, was educated. Amen. He was, um, he was a Pharisee. Didn't nobody understand, amen, the law more than the apostle Paul. But when God called him and separated him, amen, and put, and put him aside to preach his gospel, amen, and be a light to the Gentiles, to bring forth a people in the church out of the Gentile people, Paul didn't go around using all that stuff that he had learned. Hallelujah. He said, I didn't use enticing words of man's wisdom. He said, because I don't want your faith, amen, to stand on what I know. I want your faith to stand on Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Nothing reveals the true nature of a person's faith better than being caught up in the middle of a raging storm. Come on, listen to me now. If your faith is genuine and founded on biblical principles, nothing, look at your neighbor and say nothing. Nothing that hits you will shake you or cause you to give up on God or His Word. Hallelujah. Now, I, I view things a little bit different than other people. Hallelujah. I kind of tend to, to put the Scriptures in there when, when uh, one of the writers said about some people that have left him, hallelujah, and walked away and given up on the church. Amen. The writer, the writer said, he said, listen, he said they never really was with us because if they was with us, they wouldn't have left us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. When the storm comes, that storm is going to real, it's going to uncover, and it's going to open up to everybody whether or not the faith that you claim is genuine or, or not. Whew, hallelujah. I'm, I want you to soak in, that in. Hallelujah. Amen. If your faith is genuine and founded on biblical principles, nothing that hits you will shake you or cause you to give up on God or His Word. I do not believe that somebody can be in here shouting, speaking in tongues, and saved one day, and then be lost the next day. It does not happen that way. Backslidden conditions don't happen overnight. Hallelujah. If you're lost tomorrow, 99.99% of the time you're lost today. Hallelujah. A lot of people's got to persuade old faith that that faith is not genuine. Hallelujah. Storms will reveal that. Hallelujah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you ain't going to have bad storms. 
and you're not going to have to go through a lot of stuff. But if your faith in God is genuine, it won't be able to move you. I look back over this congregation this morning, and I know some storms, and I know, I know some storms that some people in this auditorium this, this morning have gone through. Amen. You were battered. You were bruised. Hallelujah. As the old song says, the sails was torn. Amen. Battered and you bruised, but you're still here. You're still going for God. That is the proof, amen, that the faith that you possess, it's real, it's genuine. It ain't some phony baloney, but it's true from God. A storm will reveal that. Apostle Paul in the book of Acts chapter 20, verses 22 through 24, notice what he says. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem not knowing the things that will happen to me, except that the Holy Ghost testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. Paul was headed toward Jerusalem. He was uh, headed that way. God, and uh, everywhere he went, there was a prophet, and there was people of God, amen, prophesied to him, amen, things that was going to happen. They would say, don't go to Jerusalem, Paul. Amen. Stop your journey. Go somewhere else. I can see in the Spirit, amen, that chains await you. Amen. So everything that was being hit at Paul, amen, was negative. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, don't you think somebody telling you, hey, where you're headed, you're going to wind up in chains? That's negative. Hallelujah. But what did Paul say about that? Verse 24, but none... Of these things move me. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm here to tell you, church, amen, the storms that you go through in life, amen, they're going to be hard, amen, and they're going to batter you, but they're going to uncover some things. They're going to begin to reveal to you, amen, whether or not your faith is genuine or not. Hallelujah. Paul, we got to be like the Apostle Paul, that no matter what kind of negativity, amen, is spoken to us, if we're on a mission like Paul was, amen, God's hand was leading Paul to go where he was going. Hallelujah. He said, all these things that I'm hearing, none of it moved me. Hallelujah. I preached a message years ago just on that one verse right there, but none of these things move me. Glory to God. God is trying ha, to bring you up to a level ha, that no matter what comes your way, ha, hallelujah, ha, you're going to be like old glory ha, when Francis Scott Key, ha, amen, after a long night's battle, ha, hallelujah, ha, amen, amen, the rockets in the, in the battle ha, all through the night, ha, amen, in the middle of the night you couldn't see, ha, and old Francis Scott Key ha, was wondering, ha, was, was the Americans going to have a victory, ha, or are the British ha, finally going to stop this country before amen even it starts what by the dawn's early light Lord and God hallelujah oh say can you see Lord and God she's still waving she's dragging it she got some holes in it but glory to God oh glory was still waving when the sun come up and if your faith is genuine in God it'll keep you through the night Woo. Hallelujah. Paul said, none of these things move me. Hallelujah. 
Sometimes we allow the slightest little thing to change our direction. Hallelujah. To get us off course. Amen. But the storm will reveal exactly what's your source of faith. If your faith is in a man, you're going to be moved. I don't care how close to God anybody is. All men are subject to failure. Because we're still, even though we might be children of God, Holy Ghost filled, we still, amen, have to deal with carnality. Hallelujah. There's only one source for your faith. That's the Word of God. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that you've got to look to. Man, I've, I've, I've got to move on. There's, there's more I want to say about this. Hallelujah. But I've got to move on. There's another thing that a storm will reveal. Now, this is where people are going to stop trying to put, put the shoes up under the benches so I, you, you don't get stepped on. But a storm will reveal the strength of my commitment. Hallelujah. The storm will reveal whether or not you're really committed to God, committed to His church, and committed to His Word. Hallelujah. That's why God allows the storms to come sometimes, because there's so many people running around today doing all the talk, but talk is cheap. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. God is not interested in somebody's talk. He's more interested in your walk. Hello. The storm, when it comes in, and you start to be battered and bruised, hallelujah, and hit on every side, it's going to start washing away some stuff. It's going to start blowing around some stuff. And it ain't going to take too long. Amen. It's going to start revealing the strength of your commitment. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. Hallelujah. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, everybody knows about Daniel and how he was taken captive. He was still a, a teenager. Amen. Around 18 or 19 years old when he was captured, taken forcibly out of Jerusalem and taken to Babylon. Hallelujah. And then they picked Daniel and some other young men and they were going to teach them the Chaldean language. They was going to train them and they gave them a portion of the king's meat and the wine which he drank. All the rest of them, they were glad to have it because all those other Hebrew captivity people, they wasn't getting the best of food. They wasn't getting the be best. The, other, the rest of the captive was probably on a on diet just like what I was talking about, the, uh, uh, the people in Liberia. Probably their diet was just rice and water. I don't know, but it, it was nothing like what they was going to feed Daniel because they put, they, they put him through a test, I think it was about uh, three years, of teaching them and educating them before they was going to stand before the king. But the Bible said Daniel purposed in his heart that he was not going to defile it. Because see, for a Hebrew, 
there's certain kind of meats they couldn't eat. Hallelujah. They couldn't sit down to the table and eat bacon and eggs like some of us do. They couldn't sit down at the table and eat. Oh, man. Man, nothing I love better than a good old fried piece of country ham with some red-eye gravy and biscuits. Hallelujah. you got to sit there. You can't leave. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tempt you, brother, make it hard. Good old fried country ham, homemade biscuits, red-eye gravy, and a popping hot cup of coffee. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Daniel purposed in his heart. Now, this was before God ever used Daniel. He, this was before he ever interpreted his dream. He ever did anything. He purposed in his heart. He made a commitment. Listen, listen to me. Daniel said, I, didn't, I don't have no control over where I'm at. I am right now. I mean, they, they pushed me here with a sword and a spear in my back. It was either go with them or be killed like thousands of other Jews were killed, left laying on the dirt streets of Jerusalem when Nebuchadnezzar come in and destroyed Jerusalem. He didn't have no choice of where he's at. He says, but I do have a choice of how I'm going to serve my God. Hallelujah. He purposed in his heart he would not defile himself with the king's meat or the delicacies, amen, and the wine and all those things. He See, when the storm comes in, amen, it begins to reveal how really you committed to God. Daniel proved to God and everybody else that he was going to stay committed to God no matter where he was at and what he was having. He said, this will not affect my commitment to God. Some people can come to church and sing and dance and be happy long everything is going good, long as the lights are being, uh, uh, light bills being paid uh, and there's food on the table. Uh, amen. But you let the least little thing begin to happen. Let a little bit of pressure, uh, amen, come their way. Uh, they're ready to throw up their hands and quit and say, well, you know, I, I'm going to have to go back and do something else because uh, I'm not being taken care of by God. They come up with all kinds of excuses. Amen. It reveals, the storm reveals that they never really had a, a nothing anyway. It would just talk. It would just talk. If you have a bad, a hard enough storm in your life, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to uncover some things. It's going to reveal whether or not, amen, you're really committed to God. Listen, church. Talking about Christianity and being a real Christian are two entirely different things. Hello? Talking Christianity and being a real Christian are two entirely different things. How? Mm, hallelujah. I, t I told you a couple weeks ago, God is changing the direction of my message, and He's giving me a perfecting message to help perfect us and get us ready for what's going to fix, take place and happen, amen, and be ready for His coming. And even in talking about this message about storms, amen, amen, it, it's hitting us where God is saying, He's telling some of us today, amen, He's speaking to me today. Preacher, you're going to have to be more committed to God in the future than you have been in the past. Saint of God, I gave you the Holy Ghost. I didn't have to do it. 
Hallelujah. I picked you up out of darkness and put you in this marvelous life. I didn't have to do it. Think about the millions of people in the world that don't know who I am, and I revealed myself. Let me tell you something. You think you're smarter than everybody else because you know who God is? I'm gonna tell you, you don't know nothing until God reveals it to you. Hallelujah. If God didn't reveal you, amen, to the mighty God in Christ, amen, you would be out there serving three gods like everybody else. Hallelujah. Ain't nothing about you. It's all about him. Nothing that I know, hey, nothing that I have, nothing that I know, amen, come from me. My wisdom didn't figure this thing out. My wisdom can't figure this thing out. It's the mighty hand of God. God says, I didn't have to bring you where you're at. He said, I put up with your lackadaisical bit of commitment in the past, but I'm not going to put up with it as much in the future. Not because I'm not, I'm not loving you as much, not because I'm not having as much grace or having as much mercy. God said, but it's because you're going to have to have a lot more to, to hold on with what's fixing to happen. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So talking Christianity and being a real Christian are two entirely different things. How well are you truly committed to the cause of Christ? Are you 100% sold out in keeping the guidelines of his book? The storms in your life will answer those questions in an upfront and in-your-face kind of way. Hallelujah. Are you 100% sold out? The storms God's going to allow to come through your life is going to answer that question in an upfront and in-your-face kind of way. Hallelujah. We've got to, have, we've got to be totally committed. Let's, let's stay in Daniel and talk about three other of those Hebrew boys. Amen. That had really commitment to God and was in, uh, down there in Babylon. Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Hallelujah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. The, let, me, let me stop right here, and I'll pick this up in the middle of something because I don't have time to read the whole story. But how many people know what's, what has taken place here? The king had built a, a, a giant image, a big statue of himself. And he gave orders, command, told all people, he said, no matter what you're doing during the day, when you hear my band, hallelujah, when you hear my band begin to play, hallelujah, Nebuchadnezzar's Babylonian Midnight Blues band, hallelujah, when you, when you hear them, Cranking up, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, you fall down and you worship before this image. Hallelujah. There were three men who didn't just talk the talk, they walked the walk. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to answer the king. said, we, we don't even have no need to answer in this matter. He said, if, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And if he will uh, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. 
But verse 18, amen, it's really what hits it. But if not, say that, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. He, they told him, says, our God is able to deliver us out of your hand. Man, wasn't that some brass tacks? Wasn't that some boldness? Uh, amen. To tell that heathen king there, he had a whole group of soldiers standing up with a sword in one hand and a spear in the other. Uh, and he already told them, uh, if you don't kneel down and worship, uh, hallelujah, we got a furnace over here. It's the same furnace that we use uh, to melt all of the metals uh, to, that we made this image with. Uh, hallelujah. I had to build this furnace, uh, amen, to go through the forging process uh, to create this image. Uh, and if you don't bow down... Uh, to this image, we're going to heat that thing up seven times hotter than it's ever been, and we're going to throw you in there. And they looked at him without, amen, taking a breath or skipping a heartbeat. And they said, King, we ain't got time, amen, to mess with you on this. We're just going to go ahead and tell you how it is right now. Glory to God, our God, whom we serve continually, he's able to deliver us. But if he don't deliver, we're still not going to bow down. Oh, somebody give God praise. You know what happened? The storm that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was going through that day revealed to the king and everybody around the strength of their commitment. Hallelujah. This next storm is fixing to hit you. What will it reveal about your commitment to God? What will it reveal about your commitment to His church? Think about it. Think about it. i tell you what I'm going to do. This is too powerful to continue skipping a lot of stuff. I'm going to pick up from right here, I've talked about two things. And I'm going to pick up, if you want to hear the outcome of this message, you're going to have to be back tonight, 6 o'clock. I, I, I just can't. I just, um, this is too important. Hallelujah. We've got to understand that the storms that we're going to see in the future are going to be far greater than any storm we've endured in the past. And the reason why is that we're so close to the end times. And God is trying to get His church ready. Hallelujah. God held back. But I, I don't know, Bob, I don't say, but I, I, I just kind of believe it. Every now and then, he gave Noah a nudge. Come on, Noah. Speed up the process. Get this boat done. I'm holding back on judgment to give you and your family. Hallelujah. I know there's a lot of people who say and believe, amen, that uh, uh, I, heard, I heard somebody one time preach and gave the uh, turned in the dimensions of the ark uh, and uh, by the, the, the length and the, and the breadth and the height. And he was preaching a beautiful message on 
how that everybody who was alive then could have got in the ark. Well, number one, before Adam and his sons ever cut down one tree, he had already passed judgment on the rest of them. God told Noah, he said, this ark is for you and your family. He had already decided. Somebody said, that's, that, that's, that, that's, that's, that's cruel. Brother Sandy, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> you talk about cruelty. A lot of people going to think it's cruelty in the future. When all these things begin to take place. Hallelujah. The second thing, Hallelujah. If people had listened to the preaching of Noah, they wouldn't have never been a flood in there, would they? If that was what they were, I mean, if that was what was trying to be said, but that wasn't trying to be said. God had given Noah time to save him and his family because he alone was found righteous and loved God on the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, let the storm uncover some things about our life. Darren, y'all come up. I want you to do a course. Sister, somebody wants a prayer today. The Lord will, I will finish this message on tonight at 6 o'clock. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's all stand together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.